words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Infinite power is the title of our message this morning. Infinity is an adjective of infinity implying the limitless or endless space, like extent or size, or the impossibility to measure or calculate of, an, of, of anything, like the infinite mercy of God. Other words for infinite, for infinite is blank check. Yeah? Blank check, that's another word. Bottomless, boundless, endless, fathomless, immeasurable, inestimable, inexhaustible, unbounded limitless, unconfined, unlimited. These are all words that mean the same thing as what? Infinite, the infinite power. The title of our message today is the infinite power. And what is power? The ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. The capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of other people or the cause of events is power. So when we say infinite power, that's what it means. You know, we are all in Nigeria and what most people in Lagos feel is economic frustration. The price of things are going up. But in other parts of Nigeria, people actually do fear for their lives. You know, one day you hear 60, another day you hear 20 human beings just being cut off, cut off from, from existence. And some of us who are very happy in Twitter get the statistics every morning. And some of us who watch the news arise and channels, you see the numbers all the time. Yesterday's Sun newspaper says like in the last one month, so many thousands of people have been kidnapped and so many thousands of people have been have died. The statistics are just almost like as if they are untrue. Whole villages in, in Kaduna State, they don't live in their houses. Benue State, Southwest, Southeast. When distress and frustrations fill the land, it's time for us to remind ourselves who God is. Otherwise, we can keep our minds and our eyes on these things that are going wrong. But what we're supposed to do is to keep our minds and our eyes on who? On God. When devils prowl, people die. When the nation degenerates slowly into bloodshed, it's time for people, the remnant people, to call upon God. It is time for us to remind ourselves of the God we serve. You know, the children of Israel will depart from God until their enemies come to attack them. Once that attack happens, it's like a reminder. Like, who are you? It's like, who are you? What do you believe? This Christianity, what does it mean? This serving God and worshiping and singing nice songs, what does it mean? Christianity is about power, the power of God. And if we're God's people, where is his power? If we're God's people, where is his authority? Where is his life? It's time for us to remind ourselves who God is. 
and how God steps in to the human race to do his work, his mighty work, his strange work among men. Hallelujah. God does a work, a mighty work, and strange work among men. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 21. Let's start from there today. For the Lord will rise up as on Mount Perazim. He will be angry as in the valley of Gibeon. And he may do his work, his awesome work. And bring to pass his act, his unusual act. He may do his work, his awesome work. And bring to pass his act, his unusual act. <laughs> I don't know whether we know what this scripture is saying. Maybe you will know today. Maybe you receive a revelation of the God you serve. Some of us have never tasted the power of God. Some of us have never experienced God at work. Some of us have never broken into the atmosphere where God is working. Some of us have never touched God for real, for ourselves. So everything we hear of God is about men of God talking about God. I invite you into a journey of tasting who God is. No one said amen. I invite you into a journey of experiencing God for yourself. I invite you into the place where infinite power lives and where the grace of God works for all those who love God. Hallelujah. <laughs> when the nation is sitting in this kind of place, there will be camps. There will be different kind of camps. Camp number one, write it down. So you remember when you're joining a camp. Camp number one, complainers and wailers. Those who shout and complain about the good old days and how things ought to be done. You will find them on Twitter. You will find them as analysts on news channels and reviewers in newspapers. Their solutions are figments of all men's imaginations. They will say, oh, if we can do national conference, if we can do, there's too much power in the center. Let's move power to the local governments. You hear those things. You hear the strategies. If we can stop paying senators. How many of you have heard any one of this? Can I tell you, these are all strategies of men. They are all strategies of men. And so long as it's human beings running the show, whatever strategy you put up, they'll find a way to game it. Because the heart of man is desperate, the wicked. So the problem then is the heart of man. And be careful of taking sides. There's a conservative side. There's a progressive side. Be careful of taking sides. God is not APC and God is not PDP. And God is definitely not Nigeria Youth Party.
God doesn't take sides. We see this in the Bible. Where did we see this? Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. Joshua was standing in the plains of Gilgal. It was a time of war. And then, all of a sudden, an army of the Lord of hosts shows up before Joshua. And said, Joshua asked him, are you for us or against us? And Joshua says, neither. I'm neither for you nor against you. Can I ask you a question, Joshua? Are you for me or against me? Joshua, before you came here, this battle was settled in the heavenlies. I belong to the armies of the Lord of hosts. I belong to the armies of God. I don't take sides. When I come, I take over. I move all the characters aside and take over. God is a God of infinite power. God is not, God is apolitical. Say apolitical. Say it again. Yeah. God is apolitical. That means in the game of politics, God sits and looks at men's hearts. And God aligns himself with the hearts that align themselves to his. There's a camp of the complainers and wailers. Don't join it. And you know what they do? Most times they are cursing. Proverbs 3 verse 34, 33 says, Proverbs 3, 33 says, The wicked walk under God's constant curse. But the righteous walk under a stream of his blessing. For they seek to do what is right. If you walk with mockers, you will learn how to mock. But God's grace and favor flow to the make. This thing, this is the Passion Translation. The wicked walk under God's constant curse, but the righteous walk under the stream of his blessing, for they seek to do what is right. If you walk with the mockers, you will learn how to mock. But God's grace and favor flows to those who are not mocking, who are the meek, to those who receive his grace, his power, and his life. So don't jump, don't join the camp of the whalers. Tell somebody that. Don't join the camp of the complainers. I know some of you are here, you are certainly a whaler and a complainer. I'm not trying to badmouth you. But honestly, many people today are complainers and whalers. Number two, the second camp, write this down. Those who close their ears and chill. They don't want to know. They're just at ease. They just chill. Death will come one day. Whenever it comes, it comes. Or hidden confidence in a foreign land. They're at ease or they have this confidence of a passport in their back pocket. When it crashes, I'm born. I fly away. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't go somewhere. Don't get me wrong. But don't let your confidence rest on your escape strategy. 
let your confidence be in God. So Amos chapter 6 addresses this kind of people, verse 1. He says, Woe to them what is in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel will come. They trust in big countries. They trust in the mountain of Samaria. Notable persons in the chief of nations, in the chief nations, to whom they are the chairmen in country. You know, my uncle is a senator in America, kind of thing. You know reputable people. So you trust, your confidence is based on something like that. God says, woe to them who are at ease in Zion. So whatever is happening to anyone, they're just chilling out. Just chilling out. When it crashes and burns, we're all going to live. We're going to fly away. The lie, verse 3 says, You that put away the evil day and cause the seat of violence to come near. You lie upon beds of ivory and stretch yourself out upon couches and eat the lamb. You know how you like tender lamb? And cows of the midst of the store. They chant to the sound of violin. And invent themselves instrument of music. Like David, they drink in bowls and anoint themselves with perfumes and chief ointments. But they are not aggrieved for the affliction of Jacob. There comes a time when grief seizes a nation and there has to be a posture in your heart. There has to be a posture in your heart. Some people, it's just simply chill and Netflix chill <laughs> I can't kill myself I can't come and go and die <laughs> fasting and prayer not for me spiritual activity no praying for the nation what's the point God's not going to move we prayed last year At ease in Zion. At ease in Zion. They like some particular kinds of music. They say, look at this. They bring, they, they bring, go to verse 5. Verse 5 is amazing. Who sing idly to the sound of strings, instruments. What string instrument is? Andrea Bocelli. Fivere. Aboshida ho. Fivere. Espiritu Santo, vivere. Just jazz, classical music. Any of those kind of people? I don't know whether you know this kind of people who dance today to their own turntables in their study. So like eclectic taste in music and look for instruments of strange music. Oh, I like the banjo. I like how the sound, the banjo music, go and get jazz. You don't want to think. You know the new one now is white noise. How many of you know white noise? Helps you sleep. At ease, die. You just want to knock out your mind. 
And can I tell you, I think Tommy Aramie said this last, last week. Hindu meditation is about emptying your mind. Christian meditation is about filling your mind with the word of God. God never told us anywhere in our scripture to empty your mind. It says, fill your mind with the word of God. Fill your mind with truth. There is a movement for ease. There is a movement for peace and tranquility that is not God's peace. It's filling the whole world. Whatever doesn't serve my peace, whatever does not seek my increase, whatever doesn't serve me, cut it off. Block it. Block, 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 block. Whoever is not for my progress, whoever is not for my well-being, block them. Block. If you come and say any wrong thing on my wall, I'll serve you a block notice. <laughs> this is the social media age. I'm speaking to someone today. I'm speaking to someone today. Guess what? Fill your mind with Christ. There's so many of us who are supposed to be evangelists, who are supposed to be people, who are supposed to talk to people. But the people who are cutting off are the people we need to even minister to. The people who are cutting off are the people we need to draw in and ask, what's the problem? We, we have no more patience to spend time with anyone. Whatever doesn't serve us is already gone, gone. We cut it off. We're ease in Zion. Many people called by the Spirit of God, called into awesome things. Don't step in. Don't step into what God wants them to be. My God, how many of you knew that Ibim could pray like this today? Have you ever heard her pray like this before? My God, I had the chills when she was praying. Like she entered into, she stepped into something. Like, absolutely. But can you believe that this grace has been sitting inside her, hiding inside her back, back pocket since? Can I tell you something? Some of you, you have immense potential in God, but you are Netflixing it away. God has called you to do things that will change the world, but you couldn't be bothered. God has called you into ministers that can touch men's life. But you are busy sweating the small stuff. You are chilled. You are too chilled. Tell someone you are too chilled. To shake them. Say you are too, too, too chilled. Too chilled. Just shake somebody else. Look for somebody who is standing with their face, face down. Just shake them and say you are too, too chilled. Chilled. So when we come to the house of God, we say, lift up your hands. You can't even jump. You are like a stone tied to the ground. Oh my God. You're too chilled. You're too chilled. You're more chiller than God intended for you to be. You're almost ice block. Release the grace of God on your inside. Wake up the giant that lies on the inside of you. For God has given you something. A grace, a power. 
His infinite power is at work on the inside of you. God is a God in heaven. But the greatness of God is not about God's greatness in heaven. The greatness of God is about the greatness which He shows in a man. That God will look at you and say, you are the guy. Like God, I'm the one. Like God, do you know how old I am? He says, yes, you are the man. You can make a difference when everyone's saying the wrong stuff. You say what is right. Like me, he says, yes. Like God, I'm Lily Levert. He said, no, say it. Say it. Be it. Wear it. And I will back you up. Do you know, some of you will never heal the sick until you look at the sick man and say, be healed in Jesus' name. Do you know it's not going to happen by your shoulder dropping on them, by your shadow dropping on them. You have to open your mouth first. You have to open your mouth first. There are miracle workers here, but they are chilling it away. Oh, there are mighty women of God here, but they are chilling it away. Doubting in between, vacillating between two opinions. Ah, is this God thing really real? You know, I, I don't hate God. I, I come to church, I follow my girlfriend to church, but is, is this God thing really real? Like, are you joking? Are you joking that the spirit that makes the heavens and the earth lives on the inside of you? That the God who hung the galaxies upon nothing wants to participate in you? That the God who created everything wants you and him to do stuff together? Are you joking that God wants to be in you and make you his voice? Are you joking that the creator of the heavens and the earth wants to show his power on the inside of you? This is God's delight that sons will rise and daughters will take their place and power will be manifest. The unseasoned, the endless, the ever-flowing power of God will be released through the earth because His people will stand up. They will have infinite power. His daughters will stand. His sons will stand. His boys will stand. His girls will stand. And those who know God will multiply the sound of what God is doing in the nations of the earth infinite power infinite power what use is your Christianity if there's no power you never heal the sick you never raise the broken every time I want to ask God for more I tell God give me a healing and sometimes God doesn't even do it where you expect he doesn't do it the way don't wait for the mic many times God doesn't even do it when I have the mic Oh, no, just invite me to the hospital. My mom has cancer. Everything will be going against you to make that ride. You know, those days are the days when traffic will block you. Just arrive there. Something hits your soul and you begin to pray. Oh, healer, miracle worker, destiny changer, come and do a miracle. Miracle today, you will work a miracle. A miracle today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. God didn't say people will gather first before you can do miracles. He didn't say everything will be perfect before you can do miracles. He didn't say you'll be standing in front of the church before you can do miracles. Wherever the church goes, the infinite power of God goes with them. 
The power of God comes upon you as you pray over children. The power of God comes upon you as you declare the word of God. The power of God is present over you as you walk in your business, as you go on your job, as you do business meetings, you enter the room, you just have a knowing of what God wants to do. I remember my friend Sarah, she said to me, she went to Kano to go and do a project. And God says to her, this Muslim chief you're going to meet, he said, say, a senior director in the government in Kano State. This man you're going to meet, this commissioner, I think the deputy governor, something like that. So some years ago, he has a medical condition. Something in his tummy is off. You're going to pray for him. Sarah, you're going to pray for him. <laughs> so Sarah starts negotiating with God. God, you know he's a Muslim. Say, yes, I know. So, hey God, if, if you want me to pray, you have to get me and him in the room all by ourselves. Okay. Because she was coming in the company, she was going for work as professional. So, they finished the meeting she was hearing the Holy Spirit tap her. You know when the Holy Spirit sends you an assignment? Do it now. Do it now. She stood up to leave. She actually stood up to leave because like sitting there, most 20 Muslims in the room with their turban and everything and the old guy is the one who you need to pray for. She said, there's no way, God, we're not alone in the room. She stepped to the door. The man called her back and said, Sarah, please come back. Where are you from? goes, Niger State. And they start talking. I know your father. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, everybody's outside, and she's alone with the God. The Holy Spirit said to her, is this not the time? She said to the man, you have a medical condition in your tummy. Can I pray for you? Ha! I love the Holy Spirit. At that time, haven't tasted the power of God. You need to taste the power of God. You need to taste conditions God will create for you to do His work, His awesome work. I'm just speaking to the atmosphere around you so you can break the dryness in the disbelief of the work of God. God is working. God is alive and well. His power is very available today to heal, to save. That woman I prayed for went to do surgery in, in Scotland when she arrived. They said there's no cancer inside. No cancer. No cancer. So I have healed somebody of cancer. You think I did it? Couldn't even heal a fly. It wasn't me. So Peter and Paul said, they, don't look at us as if we did this thing by our own hands. The Lord Jesus Christ working through his church begins to work mighty miracles. There's a miracle working grace upon anyone who will release themselves to the Holy Spirit of God. But there's a journey that will take you there. There's a journey that will take you there. You have to stop lying to yourself about the kind of Christianity you have. You have to stop lying. You know how we cut prayer meetings? Oh, we cut prayer meetings and say like, oh no. Well, you know I was very ill. Are you telling me there's cancer? Oh, no problem. 
You know I'm not the Holy Spirit. You can tell me anything. I will hug you. Pastor Mo, I couldn't make choir practice. You know the traffic on the road. I'll hug you. Oh, ambassador. Hmm. Come and give me a hug. You suffered in traffic. The Holy Spirit tell me he's lying. He's lying. The fact that I don't catch you out, that I don't tell you, doesn't mean that I don't, I may not know. I'm not God. Don't try to force God on a man. Whatever you tell me, I will receive it. But you know, the first thing you want to do, you want to start working miracles, to stop lying about the quality of your faith, about your consecration. Stop lying. You know how we lie? I said to a friend of mine last week, was going to go and get married to someone. And then, all of a sudden, he leaked to me that he slept with someone else. And he was going to go ahead with the marriage. And I'm like, no, you can't go ahead with the marriage. He says, why? He says, how oh, you break the girls out? I'm like, you already did. So you care more for what people will think and say than the fact that you're doing something that is not real. That marriage is not real. A marriage with where you're sleeping around already with a person you're promising, I'm going to give you the rest of my life. And you're already sleeping with someone else. Is it real? It's a sham. It's not a real marriage. Already you've broken it before you start. The marriage is a covenant. I bring your blood, you bring my blood, we mix it together. You break it, you've broken the marriage. The first thing you want to do because God is a forgiver and his children could be forgiven. They can choose to forgive or not to forgive, but you have to give them that opportunity to make the choice by themselves. Go and tell the girl you want to marry. This is what I've done. Shaking and trembling. No, I can't. Don't make me do it. I said, I'll make you do it. Don't make me do it. No, I, like, you think it's fair on that girl for her to find out three years later that you cheated on her while you guys were dating. Because smoke can never hide. Repeat after me. Smoke can never hide. Tell somebody that. Smoke can never hide. 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 You want to walk with God? Quit pretending that you look perfect. And uncover everything. Take the injury that's wrong with you. Open it up. Allow surgery. Today, everybody covers their injury. It's my pain. Dignify my pain. Honor my pain. It's what everybody's saying. Do you know? Don't, don't judge me except you walk in my shoes. what everybody's saying. My shoe is very pinching me. You're, why do you keep wearing pinching shoes? I may ask you. Until whoever covers his sins shall not prosper. But when you expose it, then surgery begins. The day you come out clean, that pornography habit will leave you. The day you come out clean, that chilling and lying will leave you. The day you come out clean, God will offer you deliverance. The day you come out clean, his power will be present. The day you come out clean, something on the inside of you will begin to reverberate with the glory of God. The day you come out clean, there will be a sanctity, a cleanliness, a power on the inside of you. The day you confess and walk it away and say, I am not doing that rubbish anymore. Don't chill. Point number two is those who chill. 
Point number three. Those who raise the standard. Those who intercede and raise a standard. When you see brokenness upon the earth, there will be some who will say, I've been interceding for Nigeria, but I'm tired. But when God wants to do something really new and intense, he delays it. God delays his good work. I don't know why he does that, but that's actually God's way. You want to see a move of God? Always as if the time for it has passed. Always as if God has forgotten all our prayers. Always as if God is back-footed. God, why will you wait for Egyptians to oppress your people for 430 years before you send deliverer? God, why? You even prophesied and said they will be there for 400 years. You added 30 years on top. Why? Why does God seem to move after? In the case of Daniel, we read that when Daniel read, it was 70 years of deliverance to come. Daniel began to pray. Through the drones of time, God begins to raise people who are going to bring an outcry from the earth for what he wants to do. God never wants to do a work from heaven by himself. He's always looking for human partners. And guess what? Some of the delay is because some people don't emerge. You don't emerge. The Bible says, I sought for a man. I sought for a man. God is always looking for a man. God is looking for you. God is searching for you. Say amen. Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 4. And the Lord said to him, let's read this together. And the Lord said to him, Oh my God, you guys are so sleepy. One, two, go. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done in the midst within it. And in the midst thereof or within it. Cry. Those who put a mark on those who sigh. Put a mark on those who fail. Put a mark on those who join. To, like when evil happens, you go, hmm. When wickedness comes in, ah. when you hear someone die, if you feel it. That is the place for you to start interceding from. And you touch with God's feelings. The song says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I have for your kingdom's cause. As I walk from earth into eternity. There's so many agendas in our heart. But God is looking for those whose heart breaks for what breaks his. Put a mark on all those who sigh. Put a mark on all those who hate it. Put a mark on all those who intercede. Put a mark on all those who carry my burden. Put a mark on them. Put a mark on them. Because destruction is coming. One of the biggest ways to keep yourself in the tragedies falling upon the nation is that you have a mark. And what's that mark? That you are partnering with God to change the realm. 
They are partnering with God to change the status quo. They are partnering with God to break what the devil intended to use to break the nation. That partnership places you in a third category. The first category is wailers and complainers. Second cat category is chillers and what? Netflix and chiller. Those at ease. Third category is those who intercede. Those who raise the standard. Those who stand before the porch and the altar and say, God, have mercy. And these people will be like Elijah upon Mount Carmel. They will be like Elijah upon Mount Carmel. Elijah, the Bible says in the book of James, was a man just like us. And he prayed and said, God, you must change this status quo. And then... God gave him a word and said to him, I'm going to dry up the land. I'm going to back up your prayer. I'm going to back up your prayer. So Elijah came in the context of Baal and, and, and mocked them. Do you know, he stood before Israel and said, How long will you vacillate between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. And if Baal be God, serve him. Guess what the people answered? Guess what the people answered? Who can guess? They answered him nothing. You know why? They've been serving Baal for over 40 years. Your children who were born, Baal was the way to worship. They didn't know which one was God. Whether it was Baal, whether it was God. These were the people of God. It's an idol there. It's like as if you guys come here. I don't have a brother, but imagine if I have a brother called Aaron. Moses and Aaron. And Aaron makes a golden calf and said, Ah, what can we use? Though? This is God. Come and worship him. Like it's so stupid. Whether I paint it with gold or whatever I do, people will go and fall. Oh God. Human beings are creatures of habit. After a while, they got confused about who God, and then they made high priest that thing. Look at the thing some of our fathers worship. Recently, I've been seeing some occult things, some sorcerers, Chesebi, according to House of Israel, their beads. Can I tell you something? Honestly, if you, from looking at those beads, I will never worship idols. Sorry, please help me. From looking at the ugliness of the things that people are worshiping, I will never worship those idols. Like those figurines, this is the image of a guy carved by a man who lived in 1940. With sunken eyes, black. They've been putting food in his mouth. He couldn't clean his own mouth. All the gods who they give food to at the junction in Dolphin Estate, the gods never eat the food. It takes environmental sanitation women to come and clean it up in the morning. All the goats they've been throwing into the lagoon, their gods never eat it. I think about it and I think you guys think now, how can I serve this kind of God? But as nobody could answer Elijah anything because they were confused about who the real God was. I tell you guys something. The ultimate power is coming. <laughs> Some of you will get into moments of ultimate power game infinite power play 
I don't know, but some of you here hear the Spirit of God saying you'll be like Daniel in the lion's den. You'll be like there when the walls of Jericho is crashing. Some of you will see these things with your eyes. But you will not be part of the crash. You'll be part of the people who are declaring God's glory as the crash is happening. You'll go like Daniel to the lion's den and it shall not harm you. Oh my God, none of you believes. Some of you are going to break into countries and into territories and the glory of God will accompany you. Some of you will open the door and you'll hear, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord because you're going to represent an infinite God, a powerful God. You'll be like Daniel. You'll be like someone. I want to show us a video quickly and then we'll round up. Thank you. I'm sure you know what this was. It's the Exodus. And that was Ramses and, and Moses. The war. Do you know, like in the Christian journey, we have a huge amount of display of the power of God. It didn't start from today. A long time ago, God started to show us that we have a God of power. And today's message is just simply an invitation to that power of God. I pray that as you leave here today, some of you will touch power like you've never touched before in the name of Jesus. I pray that it won't be stories for you. This Christian work won't be stories for you. You'll be able to heal people. You'll be able to raise the broken. You'll be able to change people's lives. You will not just tell theories of what God used to do of Moses and the Ten Commandments. No, you will tell your own encounters with the Holy Spirit. You will tell your own encounters with the Holy Spirit. Your hands will be blessed. Your life will be blessed. But it starts from partnering with the Holy Spirit because God has burdens. As man has burdens, what are your burdens? Tell me what your needs are. God also has burdens. Our burdens for single people is to get married. Our burdens for newly married couples to have children. Our burdens for people who are just coming out to school is to get a job or start a business. Our burdens for entrepreneurs is to make their business succeed. These are your burdens and they are valid. And God wants to bless you in the place where your burdens are. But God also has burdens. God said that my burden is for widows. My burden is for the fatherless. My burden is for a broken land. My burden is for hurting people. My burden is for innocent blood not to be shed upon your land. These are God's burdens. And we should carry God's burdens. And we read from Psalm 105 today, verse 23, it says, When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yes, he reproved their kings and he said, Touch not my, touch not my anointed. The next verse, verse 25. Um, it turned, no, go back again. Go Go back to 22. Let me see. 
Psalm 105, 22. Yeah. Okay, start from 15, yes. So go to 14. Start from 14. He permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. Then he's saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. I know pastors read this, but guess what God intended for his people to be? A nation of prophets. A nation of priests. All of us are supposed to be priests. Not one or two. Every one of you. You're supposed to be a priest unto God. And God will say, let no one touch you in the world. As you go to the world as a priest of God, no one will touch you. You will carry that power of God on your inside. And God will say, do not touch my anointed ones. Why were they anointed? Because they loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, their God, anointed them. When you hate injustice, it brings anointing. When you hate evil, it brings anointing. When you hate when unfair treatment of people, it brings anointing. The, the hatred for evil is actually what uncovers the anointing of God inside of you. And evil is not what the world says evil is. Evil is simply what God says evil is. What God calls evil, you must make peace with what God calls evil. Don't go and get your definition of what evil looks like. Whatever God calls evil is evil. Agree with God and then you can have God's power upon you. God will never release his power on a rebellious person on a person who doesn't listen to him, on a person who has their own opinions of what right and wrong looks like. Go and get God's definition and his power will follow you. Go and agree with God and his strength will begin to work on the inside of God, of you. You know, God is still sovereignly going to move over Nigeria. I don't know how many of you have gotten to a point where you don't believe in Nigeria anymore. Put that inside your pocket this morning. And listen to me. We should anticipate a sovereign move of God. Some of us may say, I do not care about Nigeria. But it's not true. You care. We care. And we should join the intercessors at once. The ones who heave and sigh and who have received the burden to download heavenly interruptions of, of, on the earth. For some of you, I will ask you, cry out cry out cry out for power break out from that your chill box the bible says woe to them who are at ease in zion there's another place for you if god can close the red sea and wipe out the egyptians then how about the enemies we see today god has done it before and that's why i love that song you have a track record of keeping your word. And you're not about to start turning not to do it now. God is the greatest, the greatest power. Yes, he has infinite power. He has infinite power that rules over all. Let the power of God arise in someone's heart this morning. Over and over again, I pray the Lord to move upon someone this morning. Yes, in infinity, God will advance his work and dominate all the earth. This is the day of the release of God's power and authority. This is the day of the release of God's power and authority. Some people will stand up from this meeting and they will not be the same again. The release of power by impartation. I impart upon you the power of heaven, the power of the stars, the power of the moon. You know, the, the, the Bible says you break out upon us as you did upon Mount Perazim. That was the day when the sun, moon, and stars stood up to fight alongside Joshua. Do you know that the sun has power? Do you know that the star has power? That's why people do stargazing. 
is lower power. People who do Aries, Capricorn, this thing, this, they are actually looking at the power of the stars. Where can I tell you? It's, it's dirty power. Until the power begins to work for the purpose of God. It's cheap power. You know the king of all power? Do you know the power that doesn't have an end? Do you know the power that fills the whole universe? Do you know the power that hangs the earth upon nothing? Do you know the power that stood with Joshua when he said, Son, stand still, and the sun stood still? Do you know the power that marks the earth? The, God, the Bible says in the book of Job, I created the earth and hung it upon nothing. Before scientists even discovered the earth was hanging upon nothing, it was already written in the Bible. That the, that the earth itself was hanging upon us. You know, there's a power that puts the right kind of gases and chemicals around the earth's stratosphere so human beings can live in the earth. You know that for us to go to the moon, we have to carry air from earth. We have to carry breathing air. But for us to go to the International Space Station, we have to carry breathing air from earth. So God put the kind of oxygen that mankind will need on earth. God bothers there. Do you know there's a power that turns to molten magma at the earth's core? Do you know there's a power that causes volcanic eruptions from the core of the earth? Do you know there's a power that flies the earth and hangs the stars in their cosmos? Do you know there's a power that holds the entire Milky Way in this place? Do you know there's a power of science that scientists need to understand and unravel about the vastness of a mighty God? Do you know that God, His power should give you the chills if you ever tasted the power of God? You should fall down at once before Him and worship and worship and some of you have been attacked by demons just small small demons come and press you at night how is that power the power pressure is so hard you can't start you can't move you can't say anything small small demons too. small 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 demonets tiny tiny ones not even major ones there is a God of power there's a God of power that's a God of power. My God, I pray that God will give you an opportunity to taste His power in your lifetime. I pray that you desire that God, in my lifetime, I will taste the power of God. I pray you want it because you cannot have what you do not respect or what you do not desire, what you do not pursue. If you desire the power of God, all of a sudden the glory of God, the infiniteness of God will begin to download itself into your life because God is a God of power. The song says, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Let the fountains of the great deep, you know when Noah began to pray and say, Lord, let it rain. And the rain began to open up. The Bible says the clouds opened up and gave rain. The Bible says also the fountains of the great deep opened up. Do you know what the fountains of the great deep is? That's like there are rivers under the earth. The earth busted open and water started to come from the ground. It's not the one that fell from heaven that flooded the earth. Water came from the ground. Do you know the earth is 75% water, 25% land? Do you know that we are bothered that no one has ventured into the depths of the seas? Do you know there's somewhere in the sea called the Hadal Zone where human beings don't go? Whichever machine you take to go there, your heart will come out from your mouth. 
Do you know that how deep the earth? Man has not explored one-tenth of all of God's creation. The awe of the earth alone we haven't explored, we haven't touched it. God is vast. God is incomprehensive. God, God is mighty. God is awesome. He's infinite. His ways are past describing. And this is the God we worship. How can we worship such a powerful God and sit in powerlessness? How long are we going to be content with crumbs, with crumbs, with crumbs of Christianity when God says, come unto me, stand in my place and get the oil, get the infinite power, get what changes the earth, get it on the inside of you. I've seen this over and over. I will come timidly to come and preach. Halfway in the summer, a bolt will run through me and I will know there's no more me preaching. I'm preaching by the power of the Holy Ghost. I've seen God work in me. I've seen the glory of God in my life. I've seen God change human lives. I've seen God transform broken people through the works of this basic broken vessel. A vessel just like me can carry the power of God. Why not you? What is different between you and I? I can tell you I'm just an ordinary guy like you that the power of God is available and the glory of God is available for everyone who desires for everyone who ventures who desires not to be afraid who desires to partner with God and say God I want to see your power in the land of the living save me from intellectual Christianity save me from empty words of man save me from dry lectures about how God works in the past save me from movies about God's own old ways no bring me into the reality of a God who lives today bring me to the world of a power of a God who is available to change to heal to transform bring me into 2021 the God who designed tomorrow the God who is bringing the future the God who accelerates the time for a millennial generation for generation X, generation Alpha yes for Gen Z's God is a God of tomorrow and before the year 2050 He's designing systems for the future, God is a futuristic God, He lives in tomorrow and He begins to design tomorrow now, God is powerful He's the God of infinite power, many of us have never touched Him, you've never tasted God's power. If ever you taste God's power, you cannot remain the same. You cannot remain the same. There will be a groaning on the inside of you. There will be a yearning on the inside of you because God's power is real. His power is mighty. His glory is waiting for you. Are you ready for this power? Are you ready for this power? Lift up your hands and say, Lord, give me, give me I bury the man of sin. I bury my excuses. I bury my lies. And I come to you with great plainness of speech. I will not dabble. I will not touch any unclean thing. The Bible says in Psalm 24, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord and who may stand before his holy mountain. He that has clean hands, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, who has not sworn deceitfully, him shall the God of Jacob see. And he said, lift up your head, O ye gates. The inhibition of everlasting doors be lifted up and let the King of glory come into your life. Let the King of glory come into your life. Let the everlasting gates that stop men from generation generation lift up their gates for you 
Why? Because you have clean hands and a pure heart. Because you desire what God desires. Because the burden of God is your burden. Because the activity of God is your activity. Because the agenda of God is your agenda. Because the strategy of God is your strategy. In that alignment, the glory of God begins to break out and the power of God is released. Churches in old ways press into power. Press into power this morning. Let's pray. Akisha namba u izalamoruta agodi shalamarute akoleta mosukaba itasukate manamba rialo barunani akose na shakaluta abarita masia lota ikazendeba. Father, don't just give us a few miracles. Change our name. Change our name. Change our destiny. Change our agenda. Change our direction, oh God. My God, give us the power to heal, to save, and to deliver, and to preach the good news. Give us the authority according to your word. Release that which you've given to us, oh God. We stand with you. We stand in your power. We stand in your strength, oh God. And we declare today, Ikasoteiba Shakariba. Power! that which you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it we cry out for power we cry out for authority that you you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it quite help me we cry out for power we cry out for authority all you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it sing it out we cry out for power we cry out for authority that which you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it let's make it a song we cry out for power we cry out for authority that which you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it one more time we cry out for power we cry out for authority that which you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it one last time we cry out for power we cry out for authority that which you've given to us we receive it we receive it we receive it We cry out for power. Shake it up. We cry out for power, Lord. 
Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.